The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Well, thank you for joining us at a Lifehouse Tradition Leftovers Weekend. First thing I want to do, show some love. And I want to give a big shout out to some very important people. I want you don't you shy away, even online, give me the wave emoji, okay? I want you to raise your hand proudly. I don't even care if you stand and take a bow. I want you to raise your hand if your home, whether it's a little two-bedroom condo or if it's a six-car garage, thank you so much for giving to the Miracle Offering. I don't care which place you have. If your home is the Thanksgiving destination, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to put your hand up. If you are the Thanksgiving, keep it up, keep it up. I got two hands over here, Tom. I see you. I feel your pain, bro. Had 40 people in my house. I get it. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Okay. I want all of us right now, to them and to whoever our host was, to make some big noise for them. Thank you so much for hosting Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not saying that because you did that, you are more like Jesus than anybody else. But based on our scripture today, you in fact are. And I'm also not saying that because my family has finally crossed that threshold. All right? We know that uh, I don't know which insurance it is. I guess it's progressive. It's trying to make sure that young homeowners do not become their parents. But there is one threshold of that that you definitely want to cross over into, and it's the moment that you now become the one who hosts the Thanksgiving meal. It's this, this honorable moment where now your parents can come and kick back and come to you, and you feed them. And for us, that came a couple years ago when we decided to cross the threshold of deep frying the turkey. He always provides. Now we are the destination that our friends and family come from miles around just to see this little guy upside down, relaxing in the hot tub, just ready to change our lives in about an hour. Jesus could draw a crowd like that. Jesus could draw a crowd, and on more than one occasion, Jesus found himself the host of an epic Thanksgiving-esque meal. And so today we're going to take a look at that. I'm going to take you into the Gospel of John, and we're going to carve up this scripture. We're going to get a little bit of white meat from it, and then later we're going to come back and we're going to get some dark meat from it. We're going to do both, but let's dive in. Let's carve this up. In John chapter 6, verse 5, this is a story that you know. I know you have heard this. Even if you don't go to church, I guarantee you've heard this story. But just like last Thursday, we see all the same food every year, and it's still glorious. So let's take a look at this story that I know we've seen before. But let's see if we can't carve something new out of it. When Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming towards him. Some of us felt that on Thursday. We looked up, and we saw a great crowd. We saw certain cars pull up, and we were like, man, they brought all the kids. I didn't know they was bringing all the kids. He said to Uncle Phil, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now, he only asked this to test him because he already had in his mind what he was going to do. So Philip answered after he did that, that meme equation where all the, like, that woman's, like, kind of, like, staring at all those math equations are flying past her head. He did that. He tried to equate, and he goes, Philip answered him, and he said, well, it would take more than a year's wages to buy enough just for everybody to share a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, here's a boy. He has five small barley loaves, two small fish, but hmm, how far will that go among so many? Jesus said, 
have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. They sat down, about 5,000 men, just the men. So now do the math with women and children because they all showed up and they all brought the kids. We know. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated. As much as they wanted, is that not thanksgiving? As much as they wanted, he did the same with the fish. When they, had enough, when they all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, this is where we're going today, y'all. Stay with me. He said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Welcome to Leftovers Weekend. Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and they filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over from those who had eaten. So like I said, this is leftovers weekend. I am the campus pastor here at the Hub City campus, the greatest campus of all time. And, and online, you guys count because you're here at this campus with us. All right, so our lead pastor is kicking back this week. All his kids are home from college. We want to give him a nice weekend off. And as a matter of fact, can we thank our lead pastor for just the amazing job? He deserves a weekend off. He was here for a service, so I had to behave. Now I don't. So I'm preaching here, Pastor Jay, we have a campus in Frederick, we have a campus in Chambersburg, Pastor Nelson and Pastor Jay, they are preaching in those campuses. Jay did some research for us. Um, he went on, for this message, he went on the site of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, and they have estimated, Jesus said, let nothing go to waste. They have estimated how much food we will waste this week. From, from Thursday into now and leftovers weekend into next week, they've estimated it. Are you ready to have first world shame? Are you ready? So we will throw out 14 million pounds of rolls. We'll roll into the trash. 38 million pounds of stuffing will be stuffed into a 13-gallon kitchen bag and quickly tie it up and throw it outside. 40 million pounds of mashed potatoes. Oh my God, mashed potato. They're all going to go in the trash. So I don't want to like blame anyone, right? Because a lot of this waste is going to come from the leftovers. It will. The amount we keep, we say, oh, we didn't need enough. We throw it out. But half of that amount, it's going to come. It came from the plates on Thursdays. And again, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to call anybody out, little guys. But we know whose plate gets scraped with the most amount of food on it into the trash. I've seen it because I went around and collected it. It's the same ones that go and take your knockoff Dr. Thunder soda, take one sip and set it somewhere and leave it. Right? Like, we know. So listen, here's the point that I'm making. When I was growing up, my Thanksgivings, man, we were not allowed to be a part of wasting food like that. And as a matter of fact, and not even at Thanksgivings, I'm talking about Thanksgivings, cookouts, family gathering, anywhere that all the cousins were there and all the aunts and the grandparents, that waste problem was not allowed to happen because my family gatherings, they had someone that was, let's call them the unofficial self-appointed food monitor. So it was normally like one of the older, grumpy aunts, wasn't married, probably why she was grumpy, no kids. You know what I mean? And she would just perch like a buzzard by the table, and she would just watch for the kids to come running up to get something else. And she would swoop in and be like, you put that back. 
Don't you take that. You better not waste that. Only take what you're going to eat. Like, you felt plate shamed. You just drop it and ran. You like, lost your appetite. Why? Because you better not waste nothing. And at the end of this, this meal here, when Jesus is gathering up, he says, it, don't waste anything. Let nothing go to waste, except Jesus was not talking about the food. He said, if you throw this out, you're not throwing out food, you're throwing out faith. If you let this bread go to waste, you're not letting bread go to waste, you're letting blessings go to waste. You are not discarding just merely supper nutrition, you will be discarding the supernatural. He was saying, gather all the leftovers, let nothing go to waste, because the one thing you don't waste is you don't waste the miracle. It took a miracle to make this happen. It was impossible, and it became possible. And the only way that we can explain it is that there was a God-only power and presence and moment that made this happen. It was a miracle. Now, newsflash. This is going to come as a shock to some of you, but I am not Jesus. I know that if I take out my twist and let my curls kind of flow, I kind of got the chosen going on. I could have auditioned, but I'd rather be here with the greatest church of all time. But anyway, I'm not Jesus. But I do know a little something about, I don't know, whipping up a miracle on the stovetop. So does my wife, her lasagna. He always provides. Okay, so I know a little bit about a miraculous meal if I'm just tooting my own horn, if I'm being honest. And it never fails. I'm not even talking about Thanksgiving. There will be a meal that we make whenever we finally decide that we should maybe feed the kids this week, right? Like, we'll make a meal, and it'll be hot on the stove, and there'll be enough for firsts, seconds, thirds, and it never fails. We all get our plate. The food is still warm. And one of my kids will come to me and say, can I have a bowl of cereal? You mean for breakfast in the morning, right? Do, I'm sorry, do you not see the abundance of miraculousness still warm here on the stove? Could you imagine at that day, Jesus does his miracle, feeds everyone. One of his disciples comes up to him and is like, Jesus, those fish tacos, bro. <laughs> Could you whip up something else? I'm sorry, were you, were you not here a moment ago? Did, did you not see that we only had five leftover endless breadsticks from Olive Garden and the little sushi meal that comes from Martin's? Like, and now we have the super buffet? Do you, do you not see the amount of miracle you still have left? Lifehouse, let me ask you again. Do you not see the amount of miracle? that you still have left. And if you don't, it's one of two things. Either we have gotten so used to God doing the miraculous in our life that we have dwindled it down to the minuscule. We've gotten so used to the miracles God has given us that we don't see them as miraculous anymore. Or it could just be because, let me assume the better, it could be because we're a little confused about what the miracle actually is. See, when we look at this story and we see Jesus 
multiply this bread. We see that there was this, this miracle moment. There was this moment where there was nothing and now there was something. And Jesus said, gather it all up and let nothing go to waste. And it, it's true, that was a moment. That was an amazing moment. There was a, right here, there's nothing, boom. Oh, this is the moment in time right here. That's the miracle. But he said, don't let anything go to waste. Gather all the leftovers because miracles are more than moments. This is the part that's for us today. Miracles, miracles are more than just a moment. We, we think about it as like a day on the calendar we'll never forget this flash in the pan that mesmerized us, this out of the sky, he always provides provision. I get it, that is it, but that's just the beginning. There's leftovers to the miracle. There was a moment, amen, there was a moment in time. There was a moment in time for us when God either gave us out of nowhere or we asked for a miracle, and maybe we forgot that that's what it is. There was a miracle when someone fell in love with us, and we, we joined together on a day on the calendar, and we brought two lives together in a, in a beautiful marriage. It was a miraculous day with an expensive reception. It was a miracle that day. We held the little one in the delivery room on our chest. Wow, what a miracle. A child born. What a miracle. It was a beautiful moment. We were stuck in some dead-end job that we never knew how we would get out of, and miraculously, some friend tells us about an opportunity. And so we jump on it, and 10 years later, we've had a job that's been there for us. That was a miracle moment. Or maybe it was... The letter we got in the mail, the acceptance letter of the, the school, the program that we dreamed about getting into, that was the day, that was the miracle moment that it happened. Or maybe we've never had a car, and it's hard to get back and forth to work on a bike and on the bus, and all we needed was just some help. And some coworkers said, hey, you need anybody getting rid of a car? I got to get rid of one. I mean, you, you, you need a car. I got to get rid of one. You, need some, you know somebody that needs one? Guys, I'm, I'm not just making some of these up hypothetically. I've either seen them or it was me. Miracle moments. But Jesus said, listen, I've just performed this amazing miracle, but that's only the beginning. There is so much more beyond the moment, and the more matters most. Don't miss that. Sure, it's great to look back at that day in the scripture and see something amazing Jesus did, but the miracle, as he said, go gather. God did his part. God did. God did his part. Now you do your part. I started it, you carry it. I created it, you cultivate it. There's more to the miracle and it matters most. The more matters more than the moment. What Jesus was teaching about the more mattering most, he summed it up in one verse. He said, you know what, there's this time where right now you see me multiply bread. But there's a time when I'm going to multiply by becoming the bread. 
So let's go down the turkey a little bit and let's carve up some dark meat. Let's go into verse 33. And this is what he says. He says, for the bread of God, he's talking about himself. And the people that he's talking to are the same people that were there to get this miraculous meal that he did. They chased him down. They tracked him down. They wanted to see more of this Jesus. They wanted to watch the chosen again. You know what I mean? Like they, they, went, they wanted to be, to be in the miracle again. And so Jesus says, what you need to know about bread is that I am the bread that comes from God. The bread that comes from God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread that I gave you before gave you calories. The bread that I give you, that I am, will give you life. Praise the Lord. will give you life. He's saying, the more matters most. He's saying, there will come a moment when I, just like bread, I will be broken. I will be betrayed, beaten, bound to a cross, bleed from my body, and buried in a tomb. But then, then God is going to do this miraculous moment. He's going to do something amazing where he reaches into the grave, pulls me out, brings me back to life, the most ultimate miracle in all of life. Somebody returning from the dead, and as amazing as that is, there's more. And the more matters most. Jesus said, gather all the leftovers. Let nothing go to waste. Gather the miracle. Because 2,000 plus years later from when Jesus did that, there are leftovers for us to gather right now. There are leftovers from the miracle of Jesus' resurrection. 2,000 years later, man, that's more. That's baskets and baskets and baskets of leftovers for us to gather right now. So let's get a basket. Let's get one of the 12 baskets, and let's gather some of this up. First, we got to gather the, the hard truth. We got to gather the hard truth that it was our sin that drove Jesus to the cross. That's hard to hear. It's hard to hear that as, as good as we want to think we are and as good as we want to think people are, that we still have a sin infection that drives us away from God and into the waste, the eternal waste. We got to gather up that hard truth that Jesus had to go to the cross for our sin, but we can also gather up the truth that we can be forgiven for all of it because of his death. And we can gather up the truth that we can have a new life because he came out of the grave. And we can gather up eternal life, never ending, if we simply believe what I'm telling you right now. We can gather eternal life by believing and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And some of us, some of us are going to leave those leftovers laying today. I know it. The same way that I know someone else is going to believe, someone's going to walk away from it. Someone's going to leave that miracle of Jesus go to waste. And that's the most important part, that we have eternal life in Jesus but we're still here, and I know this. If we waste the miracle of Jesus, we're going to waste every other miracle in our life that he gave us. We won't be able to be the kind of person that gathers the leftovers of all the precious miracles God gave us. 
if what I said was a bitter taste on leftovers weekend, I'm sorry, not sorry. You won't be the first person who this was hard bread to swallow. Jesus was talking to the same people that he did a miracle for. And when they came looking for another meal, he said, that's all you want is bread. But really what you need is the bread that I am. And he taught them what I just taught. That his body would be broken, that he would be the bread, that his blood was the most important part of everything. And this is what they said. Let's, let's carve down some more dark meat. Let's, get into, let's go to verse 60. They say this. And this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? It's hard to hear that people are broken and turned away from God. It's hard to hear that. Who can accept it? Watch. From this time, many of his disciples turned. They turned back and they no longer followed him. You know what it'll look like when we let our miracles go to waste? It'll look like turning back and walking away from him. The miracle moment of our wedding day happened right here. It was a miracle, truly miraculous. The pictures prove it. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty. There's leftovers to that miracle. But man, that basket's getting hard to carry. It takes too much love, too much forgiveness, too much selflessness. I don't know how much longer I can keep gathering up all these pieces of this leftover miracle. There was a miracle moment when your gorgeous little child was born. But what we know is all too soon, they don't stay that way. And now that we're in the leftovers, 16, 17, 18 years later, and it's not clean your room, it's clean up your attitude. The more we push, the more they push back, and it can make you just push away. I don't know if I want to carry this miracle basket anymore. This job, I could be doing something so much greater with my life, even though it was a miracle here when I really, really needed it. This basket just isn't doing it for me anymore. I just, it's not feeling too miraculous like it did the day that I got it. I know I wanted into this program, God. I know it was my dream, and you made it happen. You got me into the school of my dreams, but God, I did not know it was going to be like this. This is hard. It's really hard. It's difficult. It hurts. I'm stressed. This, is, this doesn't feel miraculous. Guys, you can fill in the blank on any miracle that applies to you. These are just examples that I can relate to, but I know this. It doesn't matter which miracle it is that you're still gathering 
the leftovers from, and it's work, and it's hard, and it's difficult, and it's stressful. Yes, it is, but let me ask you, do you want a miracle, or do you want cereal? We won't be the kind of people who still gather up all the leftovers of these beautiful miracles God has given us without gathering the miracle of Jesus. Because as we gather the miracle of Jesus, God will give us the strength to keep carrying the basket. He'll give us the strength to keep gathering up all the pieces of this miracle that I loved back here at the moment. He'll give you what it takes to carry the more. And what will give you strength in your arms, what will give you joy in your heart, what will give you the courage to keep filling that basket up is if you gather with gratitude. If you gather with gratitude. This is the week where we're reminded what? <laughs> to be thankful. Let me, let me jump back up to the white meat for a moment. Let me carve out another piece of the section we were first in. Let's go back to verse 11. Jesus does something very important before, just before he does the miracle. Then Jesus, he took the loaves and he gave thanks. Thanksgiving is not the calendar holiday. Thanksgiving is the character of holiness. Amen. Thanksgiving is the way that we get the miracle lens put back on our eyes to see the things that God has given us as nothing less than miraculous. Nothing less. And when we have that lens back on and we can see that we've been given a miracle and Jesus says to us, don't you waste it. Then we go, God, you're right. Thank you. This basket's heavy, but I'm so glad that I have someone to love to share this life with, better or for worse. I know it's work to gather. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one carrying this basket together when we're supposed to be gathering together. But God, I'll do it. I'll gather for the both of us because I'm thankful. God, thank you that I have the opportunity of helping a young person become an adult who knows and loves you. Guys, that's the miracle. All my parents right now, this day was gorgeous, but it's, look, let's be honest. Some of our kids weren't even that cute when they were babies. They kind of, like, look, be honest. In our eyes, they can do no wrong. We look back on the picture. I love y'all. I love my, my kids are over here. I love all y'all. Parents, the miracle of children is not the day of their birth. Yes, that's the beginning. The miracle is getting them to the place where they become an adult who they know on their own and love and serve God. What a miracle.
God, I will gather up the leftovers. I will gather the leftovers of this miracle, of this job you gave me. It's always been there for me, so I will be there for it with diligence, with faithfulness, with loyalty. Thank you. God, thank you that only you could give me the opportunity of a lifetime, the learning experience of a lifetime. I will thank you. I will gather with hard work. I will gather with facing the challenges. I will gather with trusting you for the impossible. I will gather with gratitude. God, thank you for the little miracle car. Guys, I'm not lying. Two of my vehicles in my life were given to me out of nowhere. Praise the Lord, because I don't like to walk. You see what it's like outside? So yeah, maybe it's a 2002 and not a 2022. But God, you started for me every morning. You get me where you're taking me. God, thank you. Thank you for that miracle that you gave me so long ago. I will gather up all the leftovers of this miracle and I'm gonna start by gathering my quarters and taking it to one of those new car washes that look like amusement parks. And I'm gonna give it the day of its life. Thank you. I will gather up every piece of the miracle that you began in a moment. I will gather for as long as you let me have it. I'm going to invite our prayer team. I'm going to come forward. God, thank you for the miracle of being able to talk to you. Thank you for prayer. As our team comes forward at any given time during this closing song, even after the service, they hang around. They go hard. Ain't that right, Tom? If you need to pray today with someone, maybe about your miracle, you know, a good thing to do before we move on is take 30 seconds in your mind. It won't take you any longer than that. Come on, what are the miracles that God has given you that you've forgotten were miracles? And that you could be potentially walking away and wasting them because you don't want to gather that miracle anymore. That's a miracle. Don't waste it. You don't waste the miracle. And you will waste all the miracles that God has given you if you waste the miracle of Jesus' resurrection. If today's the miracle day where you want to gather up the leftovers of the miracle of Jesus. Gather the truth that it is our sin. Gather the truth that he did it to forgive you. Gather the truth that you can have new and eternal life in Jesus by believing. All you need right now is a yes. Yes, I believe. Yes, Jesus, I receive. Yes, I believe. Yes, Jesus, I receive. And if you make that choice today, let us gather you. Let us know who you are. There's a QR on the screen. You can scan that. And we want to follow up with you because you want to get to fill out a link. If the QR is not your thing, tell our prayer team. Tell somebody that brought you. Tell anybody at Next Steps. Tell our online host. Tell somebody you said yes to Jesus today, please. Let me invite you to stand. We're going to close with a song about God building his church. When we 
gather the miracle of Jesus 2,000 years ago, we become the church. Do you know what God is building his church with? That's what this song is all about, God build your church. And every time we say build your church, build your church, you know what he's building it with? The leftovers, the more. There is so much more than the moment then. The church is the miraculous leftovers of the miracle of Jesus' resurrection. Don't waste that, and don't you waste the miracles that he still has for you. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.